Welcome to Not A Christian Podcast. It's not a Christian podcast. It's a podcast that just happens to be Christian. In this podcast, we tell stories, we talk about life, faith, and pretty much anything else you can imagine. Now let's jump into it. Welcome back to the show. It's Not a Christian Podcast, episode 21, right here on Friday, February 26th. For those of you who are listening on podcast release day, thank you so much for choosing to start your weekend with me right here on the show. However, I'm appreciative of you no matter when you choose to listen. I'm going to start off giving you a song recommendation because let me tell you, this one came way out of left field. A lot of you, especially of the younger generation, younger than me, may from time to time enjoy the musical compositions of a fellow named Post Malone. Well, he just released a couple days ago a cover of the song Only Wanna Be With You, the song from the 90s by Hootie and the Blowfish. And let me tell you, I was skeptical at first, not gonna lie, it's great. I think as as you kids say it, it's it slaps or it's a banger. <laughs> so yeah, that's a great song. Uh, great song originally. And and Post Malone did a surprisingly good job of, of, of covering it. I'm impressed. I really enjoyed it. So maybe you will too. Something I've noticed as the show has gone on. You know, we're over 20 episodes into this thing. So I think we're committed to it by now. I think... It's going pretty well. Uh, I'm pleased every week when I see... And it's not about like the number of people listening. But I think... Well, no, for sure, I think that number is kind of steadily increasing of like the people who were listening during the first week. And I don't know if I want to give like exact numbers, but I would say from... So like I, I kind of measure an episode by how it performs in the first week. Because that kind of shows how many new listeners we're getting. People who listen to the show pretty regularly. And I would say that number has increased by a good 25 to 30% over the past couple of months of people who listen the week of release. And last week's episode has performed very well, uh, which kind of surprises me. In fact, it has more than the previous week's episode, which rarely happens. Sometimes an episode will pass one that came before it, but it'll it'll take two, three, four weeks because it's it's just been out there for a shorter amount of time. But already on um, Thursday night when I'm recording this, by the way, I'm recording this super late. I procrastinated pretty hardcore this week, <laughs> so it's Thursday. It's uh, it's it's almost ten. It's nine thirty. So by the time I finish recording this and editing it, it's probably gonna be after midnight. So anyway, that's fun. Uh, but I procrastinated this week. But like I was saying, we're getting more friends of the show. And that's exciting to me. You guys are sharing it. Uh, we're getting more followers on Instagram. Some of them, I don't know where they're coming from. I'm glad they're here. And if you're a follower, a friend of the show who I've never met in person, and you have you had really no reason to, to give this show a chance, uh, but for some reason you have, thank you so much for doing that. I like to post polls on Instagram. You may have noticed, like, especially a lot of them lately. I just want y'all to know that, like, once I post a poll, 
There's a chance that it could turn into a future segment. There's a decent chance that it won't. (laughs) So, for instance, this past week I posted a poll, you know, do you drink straight up white milk? And most people do, which is good. I'm a white milk man. Love it. Love chocolate milk too, but like white milk has my heart. Always did. You know, I I was raised drinking white milk. And I remember getting to elementary school and most of the kids would drink chocolate milk. And I don't think I'd ever, no, I had chocolate milk, but like, I just thought that white milk was the normal thing. So I felt almost like, like betrayed, like I'd been lied to growing up, <laughs> but I'm still a white milk man. Uh, some people can't stand the thought of drinking white milk, but I like it. That's probably not going to turn into a segment. I thought it had some potential. I don't know, maybe someday, but another one is, is making your bed. That's probably going to be a segment on next week's show, so I will save you any poll numbers, poll results on that. I will even withhold telling you what I believe, and if you know me personally, you probably know. You pro- you can probably imply or infer. Imply or infer? I don't know. You could guess which one is me if you just kind of know my personality. And maybe if you don't know me and you're a friend of the show, been listening for a while, you might could tell. But anyways, that's probably going to become a segment. So anytime I post a poll, it may or may not become a segment. Another thing I've, I've noticed about the show is that it's, it's gotten a lot easier for me to edit. It doesn't take nearly as much time. The time used to be for one episode, it would take, you know, if I had like 50 to 60 minutes of recorded material, it would take about two hours. So about a two to one ratio, two hours of editing time to recording time. Now, I feel a lot more comfortable doing this, and I feel a lot more comfortable with my audience. So I don't want to say I don't, I feel like I don't need to do as good of a job, but I feel like because it's more natural, I don't have to edit out as much stuff. Sometimes I'll take kind of an awkward pause because I need to like realign my thoughts because sometimes I go on tangents and I need to, need to get back to where we were. And sometimes I'll need to repeat myself because I stumble over my words a lot. I think the show has become more natural, and that's because I'm, I'm growing more comfortable uh, with you as an audience. So thank you all so much for your encouragement and for just listening every week and giving your feedback on polls. Some things that I've learned about the show through those polls is that this past week, I posted a poll, and I asked you guys basically how many shows have you listened to. And if you listen from one to five, you're not a Christian podcast rookie. If you listen to six to ten episodes... We determine that you are an up-and-coming, not a Christian podcast listener. If you've listened to 11 to 15 episodes, you're a not a Christian podcast veteran. You're getting there. And if you've listened anywhere from 16 to 20 episodes of the show, you are a certified friend of the show. So congratulations to everyone who has become a certified friend of the show You are greatly appreciated, but everybody else is greatly appreciated too. If you've listened to a few episodes, you're not a certified friend of the show yet, I'm not going to dog on you because I want you to keep listening. And that kind of leads me to my next thing of like improving the show. I want to always do a better job of doing this. So something I've learned in the past through Instagram polls. Okay, so these things, when I do them, they're important because they really help me. Sometimes they just help me with like a particular segment, but sometimes they help me determine like what I need to do with the show. Because I posted probably a couple months back, maybe right around like the beginning of the Christmas holidays, 
I asked you guys kind of similar questions. You know, how many shows have you listened to? Oh, by the way, this past poll, it was pretty interesting because almost all of you were either a not a Christian podcast rookie, like you were in the one to five range, or you were in the 16 to 20 range. There were a few people like in the middle, in the six to 10 or the 11 to 15, but most of you have only listened to uh, very few episodes of the show or certified friend of the show. Those two were about even and the, the middle two were, were very, very small. These things helped me because like I said, a couple months back, I posted a poll and I asked, you know, do, does this make you want to listen to the show more? And one of the things was catchier titles. You said if it's got kind of a catchy title or something you're interested in, then you're more likely to listen to the show. So that got me to thinking and working, I guess, to make the titles of the show better. For instance, I think there were some really good ones before that, but I'm now more conscious of it, if that makes sense. I know back in episode seven, uh, I think it was, I don't think this was recorded on the show, but I was talking with my friend Drew, who was on the show, and he said that he brought uh, one of my episodes up at a church staff meeting because they were going to start doing more and more media stuff. And he said that he looked at episode two as an example and brought it up in their staff meeting as like, hey, this has a catchy title. And the episode two title was Curious Events, Trash Flies, and Bad Christian Sayings. However, when I asked you guys like, hey, do catchy titles influence your decision to listen to the show? It made me realize that yeah, maybe some of my titles could have been better. For instance, episode three, one of the things I talked about, it just simply said, weird church history. And if you recall, that was about a guy who basically got martyred even after he died naturally. I could have made that title a lot better. Another one, I said, you know, Halloween memories. And I told some funnier stories. I should have leaned into that humor and titled the show something more humorous than just Halloween memories. And then, however, after I asked that, I started to better understand that I'm understanding more about what it means to create something and to create something that that catches people's attention and to create something that people want to listen to. So since then, I think some of my highlights are drug-crazed hippos, uh, sloppy wet kisses, you know, instead of just kind of titling that as like a deep dive into a song I kind of tried to get creative with it and last week I think were two really good ones weird dreams and racist dogs who doesn't want to hear about weird dreams and racist dogs I know I certainly would if I was scrolling through so when I ask these questions I don't just I take them I take them to heart and I really really do appreciate any feedback you can give me so even if it's just like a silly question or maybe a more serious question Thank you so much just for to everybody who gives feedback on those things, and they do change the show. Some of them are in obvious ways, like when you guys said that you want to hear more theological stuff. So a few episodes back, we devoted an entire episode to you know women in ministry, and we're going to do the same thing here in the near future about the topic of spiritual but not religious. Also something I want you to be thinking about, I'm going to post some polls uh, here in the next week. And I want you to answer these two questions. Or if you just want to DM me, like as you're listening to this, if you could change one thing about Not a Christian Podcast, what would it be? And that could be if you've only listened to like one or two episodes, or if you have been one of the certified friends of the show 
who's listened to every single episode. Could be something big, could be something small. If you could change one thing about Not A Christian Podcast to make it better, what would it be? Also, do you like the lighter segments or the deeper ones? Because I think when I've started doing deeper stuff is when I've started to get more listeners. So I'm, I'm just curious. And where I'll go with that, I don't know. Maybe you like them equally. I've, I've heard from a lot of people actually that they really just kind of like the, the schizophrenic nature of the show. Of one minute we're talking about, like last week, one minute we're talking about racist dogs and the next minute we're talking about evangelism. That's kind of how my life is, I think. Just, you never, it's, it's a grab bag. You never know what you're going to get. So thanks to everybody who gives feedback. Those are for a reason. So appreciate it. Uh, something else I've, I've noticed and learned that's kind of interesting is that I'm a lot less active now on my personal social media accounts because anytime I have like a fleeting thought or like something I think is like a profound thought, which <laughs> y'all may not think is very profound, but most of the time I just kind of jot it down in my little Not A Christian Podcast journal booklet thing and I save it for later, talking about it on the show someday. So I'm a lot less active on my social media accounts, my personal ones. Now I'm pretty dang active over on the Not A Christian Podcast accounts, especially on Instagram. If you're following us, if you have an Instagram and you're listening to this show and you don't follow me, go follow me over there. That's where most of the polls are. Uh, That's where I typically post stuff that I don't post in other places. So follow Not A Christian Podcast at Not Christian Pod on Instagram. We're also on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, I post a lot of stuff regarding the show on my personal Facebook page. So uh, if you're a Facebook person, send me a friend request, Kyle Krim. I will accept it probably uh, unless you're one of those fake accounts that has scantily clad women as the profile picture. Don't typically fall for that. So, (laughs) Speaking of personal social media accounts, uh, a few weeks ago I posted a poll, like a picture of, of this article saying that the monkey tail mustache beard is becoming a popular fashion trend. And if you know me, you know that I have always prided myself on being someone who is not afraid to make bold facial hair choices. I have rocked almost every configuration of facial hair you can imagine. And so I decided, if you don't know what a monkey tail beard is, I posted a picture of it on my personal Instagram at the Kyle Krim, go check it out. Give me a follow while you're there. But a monkey tail is basically you trim one whole side of your face and you kind of make a sideburn that goes all the way down into the chin, up one side of the mustache, and then the other side of the mustache is like shaved below it. So it just looks like a monkey tail going down from your ear against your chin and then under your nose. And not gonna lie, y'all, it looked pretty dang good. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It looked awful. <laughs> it was it was, it was not good, but I just did a joke around because I'd been kind of wanting to shave back down to my handlebar mustache, which I'm rocking now. Just got some new mustache wax in the mail. Curl that baby up. Looking pretty fly, if you ask me. I like it. Anyways, some people may not. But that kind of got me to thinking, what is my history with facial hair? Like I said, I've always liked bold moves with facial hair. And I feel like as like a teenager, I don't really know if anyone else wanted facial hair, but that was something that I always like dreamed of having. In fact, I remember I was probably six, it was my junior year of high school, I think towards the end. So I might've been 17 at that point, maybe like 16. But I remember I was standing outside the locker room one day 
and our athletic director walks by. And in my high school, went to a small school, so if you went to a small school, you can probably relate, had a pretty strict facial hair policy where you weren't able to have facial hair of any kind. And we were just standing there, and our athletic director walks up, and he's like, Krim, look at me. So I looked at him, he's like, and I noticed he's like looking at my face. Not, not in my eyes, but he's looking at my face, and he's like, you need to shave that mustache. And like, teenage me was kind of intimidated, but inside I was just like, oh heck yeah, it's starting. I have a mustache, one that's like, perceptible enough to where I would get in trouble with the school's no facial hair policy. So like I remember going home and telling my mom and dad like, "Hey, I need a razor cuz coach just told me to shave." <laughs> that was I think that might have been the day I became a man or felt like a man. I don't know. And I remember at the lunch table the next day telling my friends be like, "Yeah, had to shave last night so I don't get like suspended from school. No big deal. <laughs> I don't know if a suspension would have been the thing, but that was the day my journey with facial hair began. And, you know, it's really never ended since then. We've been through some ups and downs, but we were there. But we are on this journey. So where there was that initial like, oh, heck yeah, I'm growing a mustache. Life is only going up from here. Because once I'm out of high school... No more razors, which kind of happened, which if you've ever known like an 18, 19-year-old dude that thinks he can grow facial hair but can't, that was me. (laughs) I I remember hearing about people who would do like no-shave November when they went to college, and I just thought like that sounds like the most amazing thing because I was under the impression, and I figured out, or I think I've learned since then that this isn't true, but I was always told like the more you shave your face, the more your hair will grow, like the thicker it'll grow. And I don't think that's true, but I believed it back then. And some people told me it wasn't true, but I just chose not to listen to those people. So I thought like, okay, yeah, I'm going to shave every day or every couple days while I'm in high school. That way, when I get to college, like that beard going to be thick. (laughs) So that's what I did. And then when I got to college, November rolled around, and gosh, I looked like a mangy dog with this patchy, nasty beard, but I was proud of it, because at that point, I could grow a little bit thicker on the chin, and that's what I did for a while. I remember there was was also this nasty time of my life when I rocked like these long sideburns, because that's like the sideburns grew in, and then the chin patch. So I just shaved the chin patch and the mustache and kept these gross, awful sideburns. And that was like the first thing I did with my facial hair. And I think there's like one picture out there and I'm just like, what the heck were you thinking, man? Why did you do that? So that was kind of the case throughout the first couple years of college. I remember No Shave November sophomore year. I was super pumped because I'm like, oh yeah, this is my year. This is the year I grew up. It was nasty again. It was a little fuller, a little thicker. But then I remember like something happened. I turned some kind of ju- some kind of corner my junior year of college. And that's when I was able to start growing like legitimate facial hair. Not great, but legitimate. It was I was a contender. I was I was being taken seriously in the facial hair realm because all my friends wanted it too. And I think of most of my close friends in college, I might have had the best, maybe the best facial hair growing abilities of some of my closer friends at least. My friend Ryan could grow a pretty thick beard, 
but his mustache never connected in the middle. And it was always kind of a thinner mustache. My mustache comes in thick. <laughs> Maybe it might be the best part of my facial hair. My mustache. I can do stuff with it. So, like I said, for a while there, I rocked every configuration of facial hair you can imagine. I've done mutton chops. I've done goatee. I've done kind of a longer beard. I've done short beards, like trim it down to a one. I've done Fu Manchu mustaches, like, you know, Hulk Hogan style. I can do that. But then, post-college, I got bored. And I was like, I want to do something that I've never done before. And then one day I saw some dude that had a handlebar mustache. The kind of mustache that you wax and you curl up the sides. And I was like, that is my next challenge. The next thing I'm going to do. So all of this happened when I was like 23, 20, yeah, probably like 23. It took a long time initially, but I remember the day I, would, I was able to make it curl up. And I remember that was the time I started seminary and I moved to Abilene. And that's like right when I first started waxing my mustache. And I remember my mindset behind it was, you know what? I'm going to a new place. I got to stand out. I got to be distinct. And if people don't remember my name initially, because that happens, you meet somebody new, you don't remember their name, they'll at least remember me as the guy with the mustache. And so that handlebar mustache for, I'd say like almost a year, that was my signature look. That was what I did. The handlebar stash. That was like early 2017 all the way through like almost the end of 2017. Then one day I just got tired of it. Decided to shave it off. So I did. And when I'm clean shaven, I look like a completely different person. My upper, I don't have much of an upper lip. So the mustache does a good job of covering that up. I remember one time when I was intern at the ASU BSM, I just decided to shave, clean shave one day. That was the first time in like three or four years I'd done that. Pretty much ever since I'd been able to grow facial hair, I had. There was this one guy, his name was Josh, not Josh Nichols that I've talked about on the show multiple times, but another guy named Josh. He was a freshman at the time. And I remember like, it was like almost like he was avoiding me. And I was like, this is weird. So afterwards, I like went up to him. I was like, hey man, what's up? And he's like, Oh, okay. That is you. (laughs) He didn't recognize me. He thought it might have been me, but he didn't want to like assume it was because I looked so different. So he just avoided me the whole time, which I thought was pretty funny. And pretty much since since I grew the handlebar, it's kind of like, you know, where do I go from here? I don't think there's anything new. I'm not really much of a full like long beard kind of guy. It just it's just too much to maintain. Uh, But I, I respect guys that do it. And do a good job of it because a lot of people have long beards and it looks terrible. Uh, it's frizzy. It uh, looks dry. looks like it's not well taken care of. That doesn't look good. But if you can get like a nice like formed and well-groomed and well-maintained beard, I, I, I really respect that. Really do. So really the past like two, two to three years, my default has been like a short beard where I'll trim it up off my neck and then every now and again trim it down with a one on the razor i realize i've spent way too much time talking about facial hair this is still the introduction let's just cut that conversation off right there just to give you a roadmap of where we're going gonna talk about a couple things gonna talk about another article that i did not get clickbaited on that's actually a real thing and it has to do with alaska and bears and just 
honestly, this is this is quite this is hilarious. I love this article. Probably the, my favorite article I've ever talked about on the show. And then I'm gonna talk about short people problems because I had an event happen to me a few weeks ago. This is something that I've been meaning to get to on the show, and we're finally doing it. I had something happen to me to where I realized, you know what? Short people in this country and in this world are getting discriminated against too much. We are short people in a tall person's world, and I'm sick of it. So it got me to thinking, what are some some of the plights of being a short person? I took to social media. I asked you guys. Some of your responses are in there. And I came up with an extensive list of the disadvantages us short people face. You're not going to want to miss any of it. Let's go ahead and jump into the first segment. So as I've expressed multiple times on this show, I'm an internet journeyer, sojourner, internet pioneer, internet adventurer. There we go, internet adventurer. And whenever I trek across the wild world of the internet, never know what you're going to get into. But I try to find stuff that I know that you guys, the listeners, will enjoy. Stuff that I know I can use to make the catchy titles I was talking about earlier. Now before, I've gotten clickbaited, so I've clickbaited you. Because when I talk about the cocaine hippos, the drug-crazed hippos, that, that wasn't the case. So there was that. That time I got clickbaited. Cocaine hippos take over Columbia or something. It turned out they... The, the, co- the cocaine and the hippos had nothing to do with each other. The, the hippos were not on drugs. Way back in episode two, like I referred to earlier, the article I read was ravenous trash-eating flies. That was it. So I was like, oh, shoot. You better get your trash ready because if you don't, these things are come eat you instead. They were just flies that consumed household garbage. And then last week, I talked about the, the dog article that said, what to do if your dog is racist, and which, which kind of implied that they were going to answer that question. But then the article went on to say, like, okay, yeah, dogs can't be racist. And then it went back to imply that they could. I, don't, I, I, I didn't get it last week. I still don't get it this week. So as I was journeying through the Internet this week, I came across an article with this title. It says, Alaska woman attacked by a bear while using toilet. That seems pretty straightforward, right? But I thought, you know what? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, strike three. I'm not going to get, <laughs> I'm not going to get clickbaited again. But I went ahead and clicked on the article because I cannot help myself. I thought if on the off chance this is a real thing, I got I got to report on it. Because not a Christian podcast is your primary source for weird strange news so i had to click on alaska woman getting attacked by a bear while using the toilet so what i thought was just like okay she was just in there and like maybe it was like a pet bear and it like just swiped at her or something but when i read the article i was shocked that this did not attempt to clickbait me it was pretty much straightforward and it was in an even more hilarious manner than I could have imagined. So I'll just go ahead and read some some parts of the article. It said, Shannon Stevens sustained a puncture wound while using a remote outhouse toilet at Chilcat Lake last week. First of all, it's a pretty cool name, Chilcat Lake. And then 
It said, after hearing her scream, Miss Stevens' brother went to see what caused the injury, only to find a bear's head in the hole of a toilet. So let's just stop right there. Imagine your relative, your sister, or just really anybody, it doesn't have to be a relative, saying, I went and used the outhouse, now I have a wounded butt. And then you say, what in the world? I don't, what all runs through your head? Like how, when you sit down on the toilet, could you get injured? A lot of things run through my mind. Like maybe it's like a wooden outhouse. Maybe there's like some nails poking out. One of the very last things I would expect when someone came out of the bathroom with an injured, a punctured butt is a dang bear in in the toilet. The bear was in the toilet because an outhouse, if you're not familiar, is basically like this building. And instead of like a like a flushable, I'm probably insulting your intelligence right now. I'm sorry. Instead of a flushable toilet, it's just like this big hole in the ground that it goes into. So like stuff can get down in there. So that bear climbed down into that outhouse, and I don't know if it was like hibernating because this is Alaska during February. By the way, February is almost over. Thank goodness, almost March, one of the better months of the year. Better than February, at least. But was this bear like hibernating in this outhouse, and then all of a sudden, got was getting getting rained on and saying like, "Oh heck no, <laughs> I gotta bite this lady." So to to continue on in the article, Miss Stevens says the wound was clearly caused by a bite or a swipe from the animal's claw. She was spending the weekend in a yurt with her brother Eric and his girlfriend when the incident occurred. Earlier in the evening, they had cooked sausages over an open fire pit. And I I really love that they they included that detail. Maybe the smell, maybe they're trying to imply the smell attacked the bear. I'm not sure. But this sausage-seeking bear found some things that resembled sausage, but were indeed not sausages when he climbed in that, that dadgum outhouse toilet miss stevens said i got out there and sat down on the toilet and immediately something bit my butt as i sat down (laughs) she screamed for her brother who came out with a head torch to help her and you know like i said i was at first i was just kind of like a head torch which i'm guessing is like a headlamp because this is from a a british article so he comes out with this headlamp to help her against a bear but then i was like you know what If I'm in that situation, the last thing I expect to find in my outhouse is a bear. And after she pointed him to the toilet, Eric saw right there at the level of the toilet seat was a cinnamon-colored bear face, he said. So this was not a black bear. This was a brown bear, if you catch my drift. (laughs) They ran from the outhouse and into the yurt, opting to stay inside until it got light. She managed to treat her wound using a first aid kit. The following morning, they noticed bear prints by the fire pit and the outhouse. Alaska Department of Fish and Game biologist Carl Cook said to the news that he thinks the animal was a black bear, contrary to my statement from earlier. (laughs) And then he went on to say, she might be the only person this has ever happened to. I wouldn't be surprised if over the years other folks have had bizarre things, but during February to sit down in an outhouse and to have something like that happen is very unusual. Miss Stevens told the Anchorage Daily News that she will practice a look-before-you-sit policy in the future. And you know what? I think that that biologist has a great point. Who else can say, I got bit by a bear because it was hiding in my toilet? I've heard of snakes in the toilet, but this lady's got a completely different story. 
she managed to treat her own wounds with the first aid kit and that i'm thankful for because honestly if we're out camping and you get bit in the butt by a bear don't ask me to administer first aid because i'm probably not going to do that this was a great great article like i said there was there was no clickbait and that was a great point she might have been the only person who can ever make that claim what a story to tell i'm actually looking at an, at another source and it says that they told this source this article they said that they thought they that she might have gotten bitten by a squirrel or a mink or some other small animal so imagine that dude's surprise he says i opened the toilet seat and there's just a bear face right there at the level of the toilet seat just looking right back up through the hole right at me he said he said i just shut the lid as fast as i could <laughs> And I said, there's a bear down there. We got to get out of here now. And we ran back to the yurt as fast as we could. So <laughs> imagine, so it said that this lady was staying with her brother and his wife. So imagine being the other woman in this, the the wife of the brother inside the yurt. Maybe she didn't, well, she probably heard the screaming, but just didn't go outside because there might've been danger. Imagine those other two running back inside the yurt and saying like, I just got bit on the butt by a bear that was hiding in the toilet. <laughs> I wouldn't have believed him. I would <laughs> just such a, such a bizarre situation that gives a whole new meaning to Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm done. I'm done talking about that. That was sorry if my jokes are getting unbearable. <laughs> Okay, we're done. Let's transition to the next segment. All right, to finish out the show, another ranking list. And I feel like we haven't done a ranking list in a long time. I could be wrong, but here's here's the incident that inspired this. I know I mentioned several weeks back that I got a new phone. And the thing about phones is they're getting bigger and bigger the screens are huge i found my first smartphone the other day i just have it like stored in this box it doesn't work anymore it's like a samsung galaxy like an s2 or an s3 you know pretty old got it back in like 2012 and the screen on that thing is tiny and the phone i had before my newest one was a lot smaller this new phone it's pretty narrow but it's very tall and something i've discovered is that when I'm holding it just in my right hand because that's kind of like my default that's I'm right-handed I just hold my phone in my right hand and if I want to touch something on the screen that's in the upper left I can't do it while holding it with one hand because my thumb just won't reach that if I'm holding the phone so I have to two-hand it I have to set it down on a surface in order to touch something in the top left corner and that's when I discovered, that's when I realized I have been made a victim and I'm going to complain about it because that's what you do. If something is, if something is inconvenient for you, you can write that off as discrimination. So right here on the show, I am informing you that I'm being discriminated against and all short people are. If you're out there, you're under five foot six, you're being discriminated against. And you might say, what does that have to do with your height? Well, short people have smaller hands, okay? It's science. So my small hands can't reach the top left of my phone screen. And I'm 
upset about it, okay? So that got me to thinking, what else in this world can I complain about? And by complain, I mean not do anything about, but just sit here and complain about it. And sometimes I, I don't want to actually get anything done. I just want attention. I just want people to know that my life is difficult. <laughs> okay, I hope, I hope you're picking up on the sarcasm here. But it got me to thinking, what else in my life is more difficult because I'm a shorter person? If you never met me in person, I'm five foot four. Five foot five if I'm wearing boots. So I like to wear my boots a lot. I've never been tall. Always the short, one of the shortest kids in my class. I just, I always held out hope that, that one day, and I, I always heard that like some people grow up to, the, to when they're like 22, 23. Um, so I always held out hope. But now that I'm almost 28, it'll be 28 in April, and uh, it's not happened yet. I don't think I'm going to break the, the, the 5 4 mark. I'm, I'm 5 4. And that's just where I am. So I came up with an extensive list on short people problems. And usually when I do this, I do a top 10 and I do like an honorable mention. But there were just so dang many of these things. I came up with a top 20 list of short people problems. So if you're out there, you're a short person, you're five foot four like me or maybe shorter. And, you know, here's the thing is that the average height for a an American like a grown American woman is five foot four. So if I was a woman, I would be normal height, but I'm a man, and I think the the average height for a man is like five ten or five eleven. I would kill to be like five seven though. <laughs> but anyways, here are here is the list of top twenty things, the top twenty plights of short people. We got short people problems coming in at number twenty. When people say like, oh, wow, you're so short. Yeah, thank you, Captain Obvious, and you're so ugly. Didn't realize. Uh, anyways, number 19. Uh, this this kind of ties in with something that comes up later on the list, but I remember like in elementary school when they tried to teach us to dribble a basketball uh, between our legs, and I'm just like, I could straddle this basketball and my feet would not be touching the ground. How do you expect me to bounce a basketball between my legs? Even today, I can't. I can barely dribble a basketball because I never I never played competitively, even as in like youth league, because I've never liked basketball. Even today, I can't really dribble, and I sure as heck can't dribble a basketball between my legs. Number 18, this one's a little lower on the list because this one hasn't happened to me in, in a number of years, but I remember being well into my teens, and we'd sit down at a restaurant, and they would give me a kid's menu, and it was humiliating because I was... 15 years old and they would give me a kid's menu and crayons because they thought I was 10. <laughs> Scarred me for stinking life. <laughs> Number 17, elevated microwaves. They have those over-the-counter microwaves and here's the thing, it's like I will I don't ever want one of those in my house because you can't see it. You can't see the 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 plate of the microwave. You just reach up there and put your stuff in and when it's ready, you can't look at it. You just got to pull it out and look at it. And you can't tell if it made a mess in there. You got to get a lap, get a stepladder to clean an elevated microwave. And if you're tall, you can't imagine that. So elevated microwaves, discriminatory against short people. And I'm sick of it. Number 16, scraping a windshield is always an issue. Because even, I drive a little Ford Ranger. And even on that, I can't, I can't reach the middle of it. So I scrape my side. I go over and scrape the passenger side, and there's about a little 8-inch strip all the way from the top to the bottom, right in the middle that I can't get 
unless I like stand up on a tire. And it's even worse on a big vehicle. So uh, tall vehicles with wide windshields are discriminatory against short people. Next up on the list at number 15, you have to walk faster. You have to move your legs faster than everyone else in order to walk the same speed. Because if you've got a big stride, you take like one step and cover six feet, that takes two steps for me. So I got to move my legs like twice as fast as other people in order to keep up with them. That's not fair. I don't really know what's, you know, other than nature, what's discriminatory, but I don't like it. And I'm thinking I might sue somebody over it for discrimination. Number 14, these next three have a theme. They're all to do with a car. Okay, number 14, the sun visor. You lower that thing and you're too short for it to do make any difference at all. The sun is still in your face and the sun visor in your car doesn't work. Number 13, adjusting the seat. Okay, you get in a new vehicle. And I understand. I'm a short guy, so if I need to adjust the seat, I'm willing to do that. But every time you give your vehicle to someone to like work on it you know like like I think the most recent one I got new tires put on my truck a couple months ago and they give me my key back I go to the parking lot the seats all the way back I can't even reach the pedals and I have to readjust my seat and I get my seat exactly the way I want it and those people can't fit in there so they have to adjust it they have to take it back so I'm about to sue discount tire (laughs) and number 12 the steering wheel. You have to sit dang close to that steering wheel in order to reach it. And let me tell you, as a person who has been in a couple of wrecks where the airbag has been deployed, that thing will light you up when you sit close to it. Punches you right in the face and there's nothing you can do about it. It shoots out of there. So sitting close to the steering wheel, I don't like it. Gonna sue somebody over it. Number 11, pool parties as a kid where everybody's standing in like the shallowest end of the pool. And even though you can swim, you have to tread water in the shallow end of the pool. And like like I said, it's not an issue of drowning. It's just the issue of enjoyment. Because who wants to just sit there and tread water the whole time? That gets tiring, especially as a child. I didn't have super strong swimming skills. But like my friends wanted to play like a game of catch. Like I'm just trying to play a game of don't drown. <laughs> and <laughs> sorry. Like I said, I make myself laugh a lot. I'm trying not to die here, and these kids are out here just having the time of their life, and I have to focus on, like, oh, the fact that I can't touch. Coming in at number 10 is being used as a physical comedic prop. And what I mean by that is somebody's, like, doing something, and for some reason they feel like they have the right to pick you up because you're small. This doesn't happen to me as much anymore, but in, like, elementary and junior high, all kids were always trying to pick me up, and I hated it. Kids tried to like jump over, literally tried to jump over me in the hallway. It was this one guy, I won't say his name, but he would always do it. (laughs) Uh, But also in that, like being used as a physical prop when someone who's super tall, like rests their arm on your head, like you're some kind of armrest. Okay, first of all, I know I'm short, but I don't want your armpit in my face. That's gross. I may be short, but you're disgusting. (laughs) So being used as a physical prop at number 10. Number nine, toilets that are too tall. I remember at Angelo State University, as a full-grown adult, there was this one toilet. And if you go to ASU or went to ASU, it's the one right across, it's it's the one in the UC right across from the Starbucks. I would go in there, I would sit on that toilet, my feet literally did not touch the ground. 
as a as an adult man, there is nothing that will emasculate you faster than sitting on a toilet where your feet don't touch the ground. Feel like such a child. Toilets where your feet don't touch the ground coming in at number nine. Number eight, always getting stuck in the middle seat on a road trip. So you got a packed vehicle. You got three people in the back seat. Guess who's in the middle? Always me. One time in a single cab truck, me, my friends Patrick and Ryan went on like a four-hour road trip. In a single cab truck, guess who got stuck in the middle, like straddling the cup holder the entire time? That's right. Your boy. Not pleasant. Not fun. I'm going to sue those guys. Number seven, concerts with standing room only. I love going to concerts. I love being as close to the action as possible. And as a short person, I have to devote myself to arriving two hours, like two hours earlier than everyone so I can get preferably like right up on the rail so I don't have to contend with people in front of me because once you get like four or five people deep, the odds of you being able to see over them are very slim. So standing room only at number seven. Coming in at number six, uh, typically short people are bad at sports. And I know growing up, they would always say like, oh, well, there's this baseball player that's five foot seven. Or guess what? I never got there. The shortest player in the major leagues right now is Jose Altuve. He's an inch taller than me. And I remember they would always say like, oh, well, so-and-so basketball player was five foot five and he was an NBA player. He could dunk the ball. He was also a freak athlete that from the day he was born, was probably like running laps around his house, was probably dribbling a basketball by his first birthday. Okay, just a freak of nature athlete. I was I never had a chance at sports. I wish I'd have realized that earlier in life, but I, I didn't, and I wasn't good at them. That's why that's number six. Coming in at number five, carnival rides. I remember going to the carnival as a kid, and like my sister, who I'm taller than my sister now, but by an inch, so take that. <laughs> but my sister could always ride like the big kid rides and I always had to sit there and watch her because I couldn't you had to be like I don't know four feet tall to ride them I wasn't number four grocery store shelves sometimes there's something on the top shelf you want you need but you can't reach it but let me just tell you I have never humbled myself enough or I guess like emasculated myself enough to ask another human being for help I have climbed on shelves I've stood on like a case of water. Uh, my, my proudest moment, I think, was one time at HEB in San Angelo a few years ago. I needed something off the top shelf. I couldn't reach it. Tried to climb up the shelf, but there wasn't really like any footholds, I guess. So I came up with a plan. I wasn't going to ask somebody to help me. So my plan was I went over to like the kitchen utensil aisle and I got the longest spoon I could find. And then I grabbed the spoon and I marched myself right back over to that top shelf and I scooped whatever I needed off the top shelf right into my waiting arms. And I went and I took the spoon back, hung it back up, and thought, heck yeah, short person ingenuity. Grocery store shelves at number four. Coming in at number three, bad short jokes. And let me just tell you, I'm not insecure about my height, okay? I've been short all my life. I'm used to it. If you want to say a short joke, go for it, but make sure it's good. I've been hearing the same stupid short jokes my whole life. And if it's like the thing is, I'm not a courtesy laugher. If you say a joke and it's not funny, I'm not going to laugh just to make you feel better. You got to earn the laugh. And if you've told me a short joke I've been hearing for 27 years, I'm not going to laugh at it. Number two on the list, being in the front of every picture. Every little league baseball team 
every little league flag football team, every class picture at school, guess who's right there in the front? It's me. And then one time, one time when I was intern at the ASU BSM, we took this group picture of like all BSM staff. So there's a bunch of people in there. And it wasn't until after we got the picture back that I realized they did a picture where it was like all the girls were in the front, all the guys were in the back, but guess who the only guy in the front was? It was me. I didn't, maybe it just happened. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be that way, but I was like the only dude in the front surrounded by a bunch of girls and all the dudes were in the back. That was kind of embarrassing. Uh, so anyways, being in the front of pictures and, and the thing is always those smug, stupid kids on your little league team. Like, all right, time for the group. picture. like, Oh, Kyle, you better go to the, shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> I'm, I'm not mad about this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not still, I'm not bitter. Not bitter. It's okay. Number one, the number one worst thing about being a short person is drum roll, please buying clothes particularly pants shoes and socks okay i figured out socks i buy kids socks it works i buy socks that were intended for like 12 year old boys because the stupid thing about men's socks is they'll say like oh this sock fits anywhere from the shoe size 6 to 12 well let me tell you it does not fit anyone for shoe size 6 to 12 because i wear a seven and a half and there's still a bunch hanging off the end of my toe so that's a lie. That's false advertising. I'm going to sue them over that. So I just go buy kids socks and I do that kind of proudly. Next up, shoes. Some brands of shoes don't even make certain designs in less than an eight. So if I really like a shoe, sometimes I have to settle and get half a size too big because they don't make my size. And I've already checked kids shoes. They don't go big enough. So I'm very limited if I want like a good fitting pair of shoes. Also, when I go to like a Western store to get boots, they have aisles upon aisles of like size 9 and 10. And then they have like a stupid little rack with sizes 7, 7 7.5. So you pretty much just have to settle. But the worst thing is buying pants, okay? Because I need a 28 by 28 inch. 28 waist, 28 length. You know where you get that American Eagle. (laughs) A store for like 14-year-old boys. That, But that's the only place I can find that has like jeans that fit me properly because <laughs> no one else makes them. And like y- you ever want to feel like less of a man? Try being a grown man with like a beard shopping in an American Eagle. That's why I haven't done it in years. For the past two or three years, I've gotten to where I just order, I just shamefully order my jeans online. Because I cannot, I cannot show my face in an American Eagle, y'all. Even though I wear their jeans and it's like on the dang patch on the back, I can't go in there like without feeling like an absolute weirdo. So like, I think that's like the like a lot of these things were like growing up, you know, kids menus, being at the front of pictures, bad at sports. Those things don't affect me anymore. But that's that's why I put like buying pants as number one. The worst thing about being short is because. It still affects me to this day, and it's just going to get worse. What if I, like, go bald or get gray hair or have children? What if one day I have, like, teenage children and we're buying, we're, like, sharing jeans that we bought at American Eagle together? (laughs) Because that's the only ones that fit. (laughs) So, (laughs) like I said, that list was pretty exhaustive. Let me know if you're a short person. Did I miss anything? 
have you faced any plights of being short? Maybe you're a tall person, like exceptionally tall, and you're just like, you know what? You know, that's something I've always thought. I've had shower heads that only cleared my head by like three or four inches. So I know if you're like six feet tall, six foot two, you don't let, like you can't have the, the water run over your head. And I know that must be super sad. So if you're a tall person, let me know your plights. Maybe I'll feature it on the show. Can't speak from experience, but maybe I can I can advocate for you guys too and and get get justice for you guys too. Let's go ahead and transition to the closing. To close out the show, uh, I've I've started beef with a couple different people on the show. Last week we started beef with McDonald's because I had a dream where they were stealing my mail. <laughs> and a few weeks before that, uh, one of a, a review of the show on Apple Podcasts inspired me to call out Joe Rogan because I'm coming for his crown as the podcast king. Well, let me tell you, y'all, I've got another beef with someone else. And it always happens to be like, you know, McDonald's is like the biggest fast food restaurant in, in America. Joe Rogan, biggest podcaster in America. Streaming services, as far as music goes and podcasts, I think Spotify. But last week... Right after the show went out, like the mo- that morning the show went out, I woke up to a text from my friend Jacob, and he sent me a screenshot on his phone of a Spotify podcast called Duet. And that stinking logo looked awfully familiar to me, and to Jacob as well, and to many of you, because I posted it on social media. You guys liked it. That logo is too similar to mine, okay, to be a coincidence. So I think Spotify stole my dadgum logo. It's not copyrighted. I can't do anything about it. But go look at Not A Christian Podcast Instagram. And I took, I screenshotted it and I showed you. Or just go to Spotify and look at the podcast called Duet by Spotify. It looks pretty dang similar. Too similar to be a coincidence. So I want to get justice for the show. So what I want us to do is we're going to start a hashtag. And since Spotify stole my logo, the hashtag is going to be hashtag stop the steal. Okay? Because I don't think that's ever been used for anything in the history of the world. So (laughs) post a picture of my logo as well. You know, screenshot the Spotify duet podcast logo. Post them side by side. Hashtag stop the steal. (laughs) Oh, of course I'm just joking. Don't do that. I honestly don't care. It just make, it makes me feel good. I had something worth stealing. I guess. <laughs> Not really. They stole it. Dang it. But as far as the show goes, that's all I've got for you today. That's a wrap and that's a frat snap. Next time I promise I'll do just a little bit better. Later. <laughs>